Section 44, Webster, Chapter 14, of Four Great Americans by James Baldwin. Read for LibriVox.org into the public domain. Mr. Webster in Private Life Let us now go back a little way in our story, and learn something about Mr. Webster's home and private life. In 1831, Mr. Webster bought a large farm at Marshfield, in the southeastern part of Massachusetts, not far from the sea. He spent a great deal of money in improving this farm, and in the end it was as fine a country seat as one might see anywhere in New England. When he became tired with the many cares of his busy life, Mr. Webster could always find rest and quiet days at Marshfield. He liked to dress himself as a farmer, and stroll about the fields looking at the cattle and the growing crops. "'I had rather be here than in the Senate,' he would say. But his life was clouded with many sorrows. Long before going to Marshfield, his two eldest children were laid in the grave. Their mother followed them just one year before Mr. Webster's first entry into the United States Senate. In 1829 his brother Ezekiel died suddenly, while speaking in court at Concord. Ezekiel had never cared much for politics, but as a lawyer in his native state he had won many honors. His death came as a great shock to everybody that knew him. To his brother it brought overwhelming sorrow. When Daniel Webster was nearly forty-eight years old, he married a second wife. She was the daughter of a New York merchant, and her name was Caroline Bayard Leroy. She did much to lighten the disappointments of his later life, and they lived together happily for more than twenty years. In 1839, Mr. and Mrs. Webster made a short visit to England. The fame of the great order had gone before him, and he was everywhere received with honor. The greatest men of the time were proud to meet him. Henry Hallam, the historian, wrote of him, Mr. Webster approaches as nearly to the beau ideal of a Republican senator as any man that I have ever seen in the course of my life. Even the Queen invited him to dine with her, and she was much pleased with his dignified ways and noble bearing. And, indeed, his appearance was such as to win the respect of all who saw him. When he walked the streets of London, people would stop and wonder who the noble stranger was, and working men whispered to one another, There goes a king. End of section 44. Read by Sibella Denton. For more information, please visit LibriVox.org.